Listen up, maggots. We got targets inbound. So lock and load your senses and stand by for imminent contact. If you love beer, you're in the beer army. So grab a frosty brew and get ready. It's time to liberate your senses. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Welcome to the program. It's Mick Dagger here. And the general. How's everybody doing out there? How you doing, Dustin? <laughs> it's a, it's uh, the weather that we've been having out here is weird. From wet to cold, back up to warm, back to cold, ice canceling school. There's like, better what are we canceling yeah. school for? It's like, better it's have a strong too, immune system. I, I don't get it. You know, this past weekend they canceled school on Friday, uh, so it gave the kids a three day weekend. And then on Monday they did a two hour delay, and then public school canceled school for the rest of the day. It's like, I don't get it because if you live up in the northern hinterlands, you know, like, Northeast or, you know, Wisconsin area kind of, like, you know, you're like, are you kidding me? You people are canceling school for what? You know? Well, and, yeah. Well, yeah. And it's nothing's happened yet. They're canceling it expecting. No. And then the other thing is you wonder why you're going to school to June. <laughs> it's yeah. Making up days. Anyways, I, get it. I, I do want to talk about your boy Peyton Manning, though. What's he, up? You know, his shout outs on Budweiser, you know? Worth $3.2 million when he plugged Budweiser or whatever. He didn't get $3.2 No, 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 no. It was worth $3.2 million to Budweiser. I'm not saying right. he got paid. He got right. paid $2 million bonus money for winning the Super Bowl. Well, which he worked at his contract. contract because he, got, right. he took a pay cut. But I thought it was yeah. interesting that he actually has ownership in four distributors in the Louisiana area that are InBev or Anheuser-Busch uh, you know, uh, houses or whatever. Two he owns exclusively. I think two of his partners are. Again, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to do any kind of uh, – you know, conspiracy theory or whatever. I think the guy just said, hey, man, I want to drink some buds, man. No, nothing wrong with it. What I think is interesting, though, is how Left Hand Brewery came out immediately because it can Denver and Left Hand's not that far out of Denver yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And of course, Brewers Association is based out of Boulder, Colorado, just outside well, Denver. Left Hand's had a long month. Right. So. And so Left Hand uh, offered people, if they brought in empty Budweiser containers, they give them a one for one exchange. And, you know, and then <laughs> Brewers Association sent them a care package of all these craft breweries from Colorado. And, and But then Budweiser came back and said, we're sending you 50 cases of beer. You know, so it's like, shit, man. I wish you know. Hey, I wish I could get a shout out and just get free beer and everything else like that. So good Maybe on that's him. why he did it. He's like, oh, I'm from Colorado. Exactly. I want some of these craft beers. Maybe I can find a way to get them for free. I think he was. I think that was Let's his intent. Reference Budweiser. That's right. I think that was his intent, man. Really, it was. You know, so interesting. Yeah, but speaking of football, I'm glad it's behind us. Even though, uh, as a Panther fan, still kind of last week, did. you're like, what am I going to do? Football's over. My no. life's com- done. But thank God for Daytona. Daytona Day coming up or whatever oh, yeah. to kick off the NASCAR season because I'm a racer. I, I love, well, I like anything that races. It could be barstool racing or lawnmower racing, man. I'll watch it. You <laughs> yeah, know? you're a hyper competitive guy. And uh, so yeah, you love uh, your NASCAR. So I, I'm looking forward to that kicking off this week. And then, of course, uh, our Hurricanes, Hurricane Hockey. I played hockey for 12 years, so I, I do like, I'm a big hockey guy, but the Hurricanes have sucked so long for, geez, man, at least the last five, six years. <laughs> but uh, they're actually only two positions out of a wild card spot. So I think I'm going to start watching some hockey. Well, who are they playing? Well, I mean, it's just still regular season, so it's not into the playoffs. Yeah, but yet, who, do they, who do they have left on their regular season schedule? Uh, I know that they don't have um, the Devil or who the hell. So usually they're in the so usually they're playing the, like Tampa is in their conference. Uh, the Devils are in their conference. Or is the Devils in their conference? I gotta check, man. Because yeah, the, the thing Penguins is, they, or the Bruins? No, no, no. But the the thing is, they keep mixing up the damn conferences. I hate how every single time um, it seems like I go back to hockey. Like they changed the playoff format now. Now it's the top three in their uh, mm-hmm. conference, and then the top two overall in their division to make the wild card spots or whatever. But uh, I don't know. But anyways, um, I do want to give a shout out to uh, the Beer Army Burger Company for their uh, fire in the hole, taking a bronze medal at the Best of Craft Beer Awards, and 
or bend organ. And so check out oh, that big. Yeah. Look at the heft on that bad boy, huh? Awesome. That's got some heft to it, doesn't it? It's like an Olympic medal or something. So uh, yeah, yeah. So we're, uh, they're going to have to hand that over, and they're going to hang it up there at Barry Burger Company. And it's right by – I'm going to have them hang it up by the uh, the sign. I don't know if you saw that cool chalkboard sign above the small vault where we have how many burgers we've sold and, and how beers. many beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the burgers is creeping up on 40,000. and then oh, beers it's over 41,000. Oh, 41. Yeah, and then yeah. – uh, and then uh, beers is almost it's cracking fifty or just cracked over fifty thousand. So, uh, but that's a nice awesome. medal though, ain't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's the first medal for Barry Burger Company with the uh, fire in the hole. So it's pretty badass. But speaking of badass, speaking of beers, as always, we do this show. We drink beer. That's what it's kind of about. So this week out of Benford Brewing Company, that's out of Lancaster, South Carolina. Now, just to give you an idea, that's just over the state line between North and South Carolina. 40 minutes, 40 minutes, 40 miles due south of uh, Charlotte. So to kind of put that into perspective. Oh, okay. So uh, this is the world's problem solver, India PL. It's coming in at 6.8% ABV. You can find out more about uh, Benford Brewing by going to their website at www.benfordbrewing.com. And, uh, yeah, you click on the site and whatever. You can get to this beer and get more information about it. But uh, don't. First of all, don't confuse this with their Imperial Collaboration version that they did with Evil Twin, which was their, um, uh, was it, The Problem Solver. So it's not Worlds, but The. And there was a whole trademark battle dispute thing going on. I don't want to really get into that. But I definitely uh, recommend you go check it out or just Google it. You'll get more information on it. Uh, but this pours a bright coppery color with a white, foamy, rocky head. I mean, you saw it. That thing yeah. looked like a like a ice cream cone, man. <laughs> I thought I was drinking a float. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy, and uh, uh, the retention and uh, the lacing is just great. I mean, it's just really good lacing. I mean, it's just all over the glass, and uh, there's this aroma of hoppy citrus-like grapefruit and oranges, and there's some floral and grass, and, and there's a little, you, you can kind of pick up the caramel malt, but the, the, the hoppiness just hits you, man. I mean, I, I think earlier off, uh, off or during the break or when we were setting up, I was like, oh, <laughs> like it just hit me, man. I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that much hops. It just, just a big hop hit, even though – their uh, page says it's only like 67 IBUs. It just, I don't know, the way it caught me just really, uh, I got a full nose of it or something. Maybe it's because I had foam in my nose <laughs> because the head was so rocky. I don't know. But the flavor is very hot. Like yeah, the flavor is very hop forward. And uh, I feel it's kind of overpowering. But uh, you can uh, you can barely pick up on the citrus and that caramel malt uh, because, again, there's just so much hops going on in here. Uh, I would say the carbonation, the mouthfeel, and the body are uh, uh, all medium. Uh, this beer finishes, uh, it, it finishes bitter. I mean, it, it has like this kind of a sticky sensation on the palate, uh, that resin and stuff like that. It kind of coats your, uh, your teeth and your tongue. Uh, overall, if you like hoppy beers, then this is the one for you. I think, I think you'll like it. Uh, I don't think it's like a complex beer. It's not a bad thing per se. I think it's uh, pretty simple and straightforward. You know, you're getting hops. <laughs> well, I noticed, uh, if you take a big gulp of it, you're going to really get that bitter. Yeah. This is a bitter hops. And yeah. then, uh, but just sipping it, is, I, I like it. Yeah, no, it's good beer. It's uh, So Benford was founded by Brian O'Neill in 2012. Uh, before that, he got a Mr. Beer Kit as a Christmas gift. <laughs> and he, wow. He, and, he, and he fiddled around with that, and you know, it was nothing more than, you know, just kind of a... I like, how, I like its name, the Mr. Beer Kit. The Mr. Beer Kit, yeah. He, uh, he purchased a small farm in 2005, and the basement of the house had a full kitchen. So he, he turned the basement into this game room, man cave, and nicknamed it the Boxcar Brewery since he lived on Boxcar Row. And, huh. um, and his interest in home brewing continued to grow. 
And then he um, he owned a custom swimming pool company and mostly worked in the Lake Norman and Charlotte areas. Read NASCAR drivers. He's putting in custom <laughs> swimming pools. And as I said, it's 40 miles south of Charlotte where he lives. Well, Lake Norman's on the other side of Charlotte. So he had a pretty hellacious commute. I mean, he definitely was. And that's not even counting traffic. So he, I guarantee he was driving at least an hour. And, um, you know, he I think he. He talks about how he was tired of the commute. He, you know, he wanted to work closer to home. Um, he was starting to starting a family and it was expanding. and had a child, and um, so they had they had a shop, you know, that was on his little uh, hobby farm or whatever. That's where he would had all the equipment to do the uh, making the, the swimming pools and stuff like that. And he started converting it over to a brewery. Well, he, he got moved out of the basement, so to speak. So he started doing his home brewing there. And uh, his dad kind of threw out like, "Hey, I think you know this could be a brewery one day." And of course, that kind of plants the seed and everything. And so he, he built a, uh, a homemade 55 gallon uh, system, got all the permits and all that, and just started serving some local accounts. And then uh, in 2013, that's when he really uh, got into uh, expanding it. When uh, Tin Roof Brewing Company out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, listed their 30 barrel brew house for sale due to an expansion that they were doing, and he quickly made the decision to uh, purchase that. And uh, took the leap right in from a 55 gallons into 30 beer barrels. So that's a uh, big jump. Yeah, that is huge. That's huge. And so currently, they um, he only uh, distributes into select markets of North Carolina and South Carolina. So he's not even statewide or whatever. Um, as far as everything that I could research and find out on. Well, he's he's what is he self distributing? No, he's going through some distributors and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's a uh, you know, ma- a hodgepodge matchwork of, you know, different distributors for different areas and stuff like that. Yeah, because so. South Carolina's laws are a lot better than North Carolina's oh, I don't know. It's just, it's, <laughs> each state, I think, has some good laws, and I think they have some really jacked up laws. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Nothing's ever easy, right? That's right. That's it seems like, so. That's Anyways. a great beer. I like it. World's Problem Solver, the their IPA. I will agree that I think the world's problems can be solved with beer. <laughs> so I like the name. I like the title. And yeah, you don't take them head on. Uh, you you take them in, in small sips. Yeah, you know. There was a uh, not that I really want to get into it too much, but you know, Evil Twin. They did that collaboration again, the Problem Solver, which is an Imperial in India Pale Ale that comes in at eleven point five percent. And um, there there was like this whole. trademark dispute or uh, yeah trademark dispute over the name because uh overseas somebody was using the name the problem solver or something similar to it and um so for evil twin brewing you know so they basically partnered up long story short they partnered up to brew the beer there to kind of you know show uh uh, i don't want to say conciliation but like hey it's all good (laughs) type thing yeah yeah but i highly recommend you you know you google it or whatever you can get the story actually all about beer magazine uh the ginger ninja uh they did a uh a story of it last May, almost a year, yeah, less than a year ago. So, you know, the Gypsy Brewer and the Problem Solver. Google that, those terms or whatever, and uh, you can read the whole thing about this trademark dispute. So, Well, good stuff, good beer. Benford Brewery out of Lancaster, South Carolina. Get more information on this beer and the brewery itself at abeerarmy.org. A lot of good resources there. Everything relating to the podcast and what we talk about today on the program can be found there as well. I definitely pledge because we've got a, a... Scholarship season's open right now, yeah. and uh, just some good things we're doing, just a positive impact that we try to generate in the community uh, through education and entrepreneurism, and just honestly, just like I said, positivity. So check it out, hit it up, and become a super soldier. Go AWOL with Beer Army Radio. We're online and mobile at beerarmy.org. Every soldier needs quality gear. Get yours at BeerArmy.org. Hats, t-shirts, and more. Show Murphy he can't keep you down and announce to the world that you're in the Beer Army. Go to BeerArmy.org. Do it. Uh, By the way, 
Murphy's a bitch. It's Beer Army Engaged on Beer Army Radio. Hey, General, you, uh, did you get the socks up in the, <laughs> the online store? I did, dude. I, I uh, Good. I, uh, I put a... <laughs> A sticky on my forehead. I, I actually I wrote it with magic marker. So when I woke up, I'm like, over the weekend, that was my weekend project. Make sure you get the socks up. But here, I I got a I got a worse <laughs> one for you though. So I was doing laundry this week, and of course I have a pair of socks, and of course Mary has a pair of socks. She has a size smaller than I do because she has she's a chick. She got small feet. Beer army socks are awesome. We don't know. Where her, so she's all pissed off because she said, you poached my socks. I said, how the hell can I poach the socks? They all look the freaking same, man. You know, I said, why don't you put a little marker on the heel or something so I know which socks were yours. So we were trying You would to, have known if you poached the socks. No, I didn't. Because they're a smaller size. But the thing is, when I folded laundry, you just see them, you fold them uh, together. Because right, right. there's more than one pair. So I don't know if I have a small one or a larger one. And so she's like, well, you stretched them out. I'm like, they're made out of acrylic. They're not cotton. They don't stretch. You know, they stretch right when you wash them, they go right back, you know. So I guess they're like one inch smaller. So I actually had a ruler and I'm trying to measure these freaking socks. But I can't. They all were measuring the same length. So I don't know what the hell that. They're awesome. I love them. I love the socks. You got to check them out. Hit up BeerArmy.org. Hit up the store and uh, just peruse the selection. It's crazy, Good stuff. It's crazy, man. Anyways, um, no, I, I love this segment. Uh, I got a great story for us, and I uh, can't wait to share it with you. Well, that's that point of the show. It's time where we highlight the good that somebody's done, because in this crazy world, when everything falls apart, you never know who's going to step in the gap. Victory! Seems like lately, Mick, we've been on a, I don't want to say kid kick or whatever, but it seems like we've been featuring kids lately, whether they're infants or uh, you know other various ages, but... I have a very interesting, uh, a very, I would say, brave first grader, and I can relate because I have a first grader, so um, give this a listen. Thomas Grimsley is still amazed at how brave his seven-year-old son was early Monday morning. We got up, I told him to get out, I went back to get his sister out. Damien woke up around 2 a.m. to flames and smoke in his room in the back of the family's house near Mansfield. Where was the fire? On my edge of my bed. Wow, was that scary? <laughs> but this brave first grader jumped out of bed and with the flames between him and the door, raced forward and got out into the hall. It was bad. He ran to his parents' room. I banged on the door. And screamed as loud as he could. Daddy, the house is on fire. There was just flames coming up all through the doorway. Thomas Grimsley ran to the room and tried to put out the fire but couldn't. In just a matter of minutes, he and his wife woke up their daughter and young son, and all five got out. You don't think about, you know, a seven-year-old little boy just, you know, running through a doorway that's on fire to come tell his parents something. You know, I'm, I'm, we're glad he didn't go hide in his sister's room. Just glad he's my brother. I'm a very lucky sister. Wow, man. <laughs> the thing is... It was on the end of his bed, so he had to go through that, to like through the flames. Yeah, and, and I think about like Lily because you know she's in first. Like many times, they would hide with another sibling or hide under the bed. Like so good, so, you know, fortunate that he didn't do that. And I, I think it's amazing. I think it really does a good job of highlighting that courage knows no bounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it just it knows no bounds, and uh, you know, so good on Damien uh, uh, Grimsley for. Just rescuing his family, man. That's you know, just... for giving the alarm and and not sitting idly by. It's uh, this was in the um, the Dallas Fort Worth area, by the way. If you're just wondering, like what part of the country or whatever, but it, it's 
when you look at the pictures, the house is totally destroyed. I mean, it's totally oh, yeah. total loss. And uh, hopefully um, the Mansfield community or whatever is doing what it can to help get this family back on its feet or whatever. But um, wonder how it started. Well, they said that um, fire investigators have not ruled on a, on a cause, but uh, Thomas, the dad, he was saying that there was a power strip near the foot of the bed, which he thinks may have caught Damien's uh, blanket on fire. And hence why there was fire at the at the front of the bed. Okay. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, I mean, heck, I got power strips. You know, I always work for the longest time. Uh, Mary had a whole thing where she pull, unplugs the toaster every single time after using it because, uh, you know, she experienced a house fire early on as a young kid. And, and mm-hmm. they believed it was because of the toaster. And so she always had this hang up about the toaster being left plugged in or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just crazy. But. It's as crazy as I think as a seven-year-old. I, I just can't imagine. I can't imagine because, again, I think of my seven-year-old, and I don't know if she would jump through <laughs> through a flaming doorway to come bang <laughs> on the door, you know, per se. I hope she would, you know. We teach all the kids how to dial 911. It's one of the main reasons why we have a landline. We don't – I swear we don't use our landline for anything else. Right. You know what I mean? But to call 911, um, you know, because we all have, have cell phones, but cell phones like 911 can't locate in on you. They always yeah, still tell you. Yeah, it's too big of a – Right, so it's position. just just crazy though. It, That's uh, an amazing story. Definitely worth uh, diving into. I encourage everybody to hit up uh, the show notes. Whether or not you're listening on iTunes, just double click the Beer Army Engaged image, or our logo there, or hit up beerarmy.org. You can get the show notes in any way you're taking us in. They're right there for you. So the thing is, what Damien has done is so honorable and so selfless. And to me, it captures what Beer Army is all about. And it was really cool this week because on Monday we were invited down to Carteret Community College. And uh, we got to um, actually do a meet and greet with Kristen. And I don't want to throw out her last name, but and uh, we gave her a scholarship. We gave her the uh, Bernard L. Bickles Memorial Scholarship, or we, we well, she received it from from the Beer Army Foundation. Mm-hmm. And because all the people who listen and support the Beer Army Foundation, we were able to make that possible. And they had some presenters and stuff, and we heard some really heartbreaking stories about how the scholarships, because it wasn't just us, it was other organizations that gave scholarships to support students going there. And so they provided a lunch and just to kind of, the college did, to, to thank the donors, these outside donors, which I felt humble because I'm just a figurehead, you know. Yeah. The reason why we're able to do it is because of people like you and everybody else that comes out and supports us and goes out and supports Barry Burger Company, Barry Burger Company supports us, you know. And um, it's just amazing, the ripple effect. And and after presentations, uh, you know, Kristen said, you know, she goes, I just want to echo what they said and just let you know that, you know, I'm graduating here in, in May. And it just, you know, and she's like, you know, it really, really helped me. Uh, she's married to a, um, uh, a pilot uh, in the military. He's deployed a lot. They have two kids, you know, and mm-hmm. she's like, you know, there, there's a lot of costs associated with going to school, let alone trying to be like a single mother. Cause, you know, and I and I appreciate, you know, he's deployed. She said he's deployed three times in the last four years. You know, it's wow. just, I felt very humble. And then you fast forward because the next day was the anniversary of Todd's death. You know, the whole purpose or the whole catalyst point for me or the flashpoint of me starting Beer Army and then everybody else getting behind it. And, you know, it's almost been a decade removed. I always think like, you know, when does it kind of not hurt as much? You know what I mean? It, it, or... um you don't get this feelings, and it's weird because it's it's linked into me. And then Mary says that she always senses when it's coming. She doesn't even have to look at a calendar because things change with me, Physic, physiological or psycho. Like she's like, and then all of a sudden you realize like, oh yeah, that's in two days. Because usually Valentine's Day like reminds me, oh right. in two days. And you know, I've always wondered, 
or not wondered, you know, I, I feel confident that he looks down upon us, him and all the other follow war, fellow warriors, um, with uh, appreciation. And I think, you know, I always say, hey, just show me a sign. I kind of feel being invited and having a chance to meet Kristen because we didn't know we were going to meet her there because uh, they had her paired up at the same table with us. So it was really cool to, like, meet the person. You know, we had a picture of her and we had, you know, a thank you letter, but to actually meet and talk with the individual. Yeah. And I posted that picture on Facebook because I thought it was so awesome. And, um, and you know, but to me, the fact that it happened the day before Todd, you know, before that, that Memorial Day, I guess, uh, to me is like a nod from him saying, dude, you're doing the right thing. Keep on keeping on, you know, and, you know, let everybody else know and don't let others uh, bring you down, you know, don't let the bastards bring you down. You just keep doing what you're doing, you know, That's awesome. you know, thank all the people that are helping you do that. People like you and everybody else that supports us and our super soldiers and everything else like that. And so, uh, yeah, so it was really, really cool. And I wanted to share that because it was I, I really wish I could capture it and bottle it like a beer and then like share it with you so you could have it and share yeah. it with everybody else that supports us. You know, like, here, appreciate this. Because if you did, I think we'd have more people that would just be like, oh, I'm getting on board this, man. You know, I'm going to support oh. this, you know, more than what I have and, and whatnot. But so speaking of the scholarships, though, I want to I know you kind of hit it at the end of the, you know, the first break or whatever. Scholarship season's open. It goes from one January to the end of March. It, all it's going to cost you is your time and what, however much a friggin' stamp costs nowadays because I don't know. I think it's 53, 55 cents. I don't know. And get it in, man. Get it in. You get your shot at um, we're looking to do 15 to 17 scholarships. Uh, Sierra Nevada just announced they're going to they're doing their $2,500 scholarship. They want to focus on kind of like quality work, so we're really excited about that. And, that is awesome. Um, it just just get on board, man. Get get involved. Uh, even if it's not with us, Bearing Foundation, get involved in your communities. Um you know, have a voice just, you know, I think it, it honors, uh, not just Todd, but everybody else, you know, people that, you know, whether they serve Absolutely. in the military or not, you know, if you know somebody that, you know, a grandparent or whatever, and you know, I, I just think, you know, get involved. So absolutely definitely hit up beerarmy.org. And remember if you're a degree seeker, you're wanting to continue your education, take advantage of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, just a powerful thing for us to be able to do, and it's so humbling and rewarding. And uh, it, for those of you out there that are supporting through being a super soldier uh, in patronizing Beer Army Burger Company, yeah, yeah. Man, thank you so much. And all the other avenues that uh, we try to reach out and do positive things in the community. It definitely stick around, though, because coming up, it's time for us to dive into some levity and some of the insanity of life that... Makes us smile, if not grind our teeth sometimes, right, Dustin? <laughs> grind. Yeah. Grind, chomp, I don't know. Yikum <laughs> <laughs> to Sue's coming up. Hey, mothers, lock up your daughters. It's Mick Dagger and the General. Hit it and hit it good. Do, 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 do. Crack that whip. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> beer Army engaged on Beer Army Radio. On the battlefield of beer. An informed soldier is a good soldier. Learn more about the Beer Army Foundation. Go to beerarmy.org. Get informed about beer, upcoming events, festivals, and community outreach that the Beer Army provides and supports. The revolution starts with you at beerarmy.org. Beer Army Engaged. Well, March 5th is closing in fast. That's an important date. That's right. We have the uh, Cape Fear Beer Fest. That's not a festival that uh, Beer Army is producing, but we will have a silent auction going. So we're encouraging you to come on down. That's Wilmington, North Carolina. Again, Saturday, 5 March. Uh, Cape Fear Beer Fest. Come out and visit and uh, say hi. And uh, we'll going to be a good time. We'll also have some uh, all uh, – we're being happy. Now. Uh, hey. We're being happy? 
being happy. No, we'll be helping out uh, the Ginger Ninja with uh, All About Beer Magazine. We'll be handing out free copies of All About Beer Magazine, as well as having some great swag you can bid on during the silent auction. So, again, all those uh, proceeds go to uh, the Barron Foundation awesome. and, and fund our scholarship. So please come check it out. Also, uh, pledge. Pledge your support. Become a Beer Army Super Soldier. I know you hit it at the beginning of the show, but uh, go to beerarmy.org slash pledge. Uh, you can read all the information, all the different levels. Um, support us; we appreciate it. And it's and it's uh, there are some good incentives in doing so. But the, the biggest thing is just the impact that it has uh, outwardly with not only the scholarships but uh, just everything else because it's it's a foundation. It's five hundred one c three charity. That's right. It's That's all right. about positive impact. Absolutely. And right now we're diving into some insanity that makes us laugh. We're gonna make some impact. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just some shit you can't make up. So let's yikum to Sue. If I could put these words together, I want to know your reaction. Okay. Manure and bacon. <laughs> Manure and bacon? And George W. Bush. Things you throw at a ex-president? I don't know. Man. No. These are no, those are two topics that George W. Bush brought up at a rally for his brother Jeb. Oh, really? Okay. Perhaps my most interesting memory came in Greenville. Before the 2000 primary, uh, David and uh, Susie and I and Laura went to Tommy's Country's Ham House. Nice. Tommy's Country Ham House. We were eating breakfast. As a matter of fact, I was eating some bacon. When I looked out the window and a Peter, Peter protester dresses a pig pulled up in a dump truck. He unloaded a huge load of manure in the parking lot to try to prevent me from leaving. It was kind of a sign of things to come. This is at a rally for his brother. The ham house, even a steaming pile of manure can't ruin their good bacon. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Yeah. Don't go um, relevancy or... Yeah, go for my brother Jeb, because even a steaming pile of manure can't ruin, ruin good bacon. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find the relevancy in any of that. Maybe it's just a good story, and they're just trying to, he's just trying to entertain, you know? Because people, I'm sure, probably pay thousands of dollars per plate. Or I something. think he's, he's, you know, he had a way with, with communicating, even though people made fun of him and whatnot, yeah. but he had a way with connecting with people. Yeah. But he's been out of that game for a while. Yeah. This yeah. is a... <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think his brother Jeb's that you know done a very good um, campaign at all. I think no, he hasn't. I don't think it's been good at all. So no, I do think it's crazy where you know Trump you know just took New Hampshire by like storm. I think it's crazy how the it's whole weird state uh, Sanders and and. Uh, Clinton and the delegates, how he beat oh. her pretty rarely, but they split the delegates. Like, super delegates? Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't get it, dude. Well, the thing is, is now all these people on the liberal side are saying, you know, the uh, well, they're, they're all against these super delegates now because yeah. of this Bernie thing, but that's a key thing that got President Obama elected right. with these super delegates. <laughs> I don't know, man. Whatever. I don't know. It's crazy, man. It's like, as crazy as this next story, uh, it's your favorite state. And I saw it and I said, oh, Mick's going to like this one. And I, I, I don't know. I, I've seen, I've heard aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. I've seen, you know, or read stories about, you know, possession or transporting or intent to sell with there's drugs, like all kinds of crazy things. And then you read it and you're like, oh, okay. It kind of ranks up there. This story kind of ranks up with that one up in Richmond. Remember where she was getting in trouble about the carrot? Assault with the carrot. Remember the baby oh, carrot? Oh, she threw a carrot at a teacher. Right. Yeah. So 
This guy decided to throw something, and I'm just going to let it play because you're not going to believe me. They're still waiting to get the details from their son directly, but they say Josh knew one of the employees working at this Wendy's. Was somebody at Wendy's that they were pranking. Do you, not, do you think, though, that the people at Wendy's think it was a prank? Well, I mean, how could you not think something like that was a prank? Wendy's won't give any comment on the three-and-a-half-foot alligator seen here hurled <laughs> through the drive through window. The Florida Fish and Wildlife was far from amused. They used a credit card receipt from a soda James purchased prior to the October incident and tracked him down in December. It wasn't until this morning the family learned the charges. They said, will he cooperate? I said, absolutely. He's not a bad kid. He's a stupid kid. He did a stupid prank. He had no problem with turning himself in. Uh, so, so <laughs> assault with a deadly alligator. Or the alligator is being considered the deadly weapon. And he, and he basically drove up to, and, and he's 24 years old, and his name is Joshua James. And he's been charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, unlawful sale, possession of, or transporting of an alligator, and petty theft. So... So I guess what was he, a four foot alligator, three and a half foot, three and a half foot. I think it still do some damage. I don't know. So I guess he knew somebody that worked at this Wendy's. He pulled up the drive through. He ordered when he handed him his his soda. The per, I don't know if it was a male or female turned from the window and he threw this freaking thing in. And they got a picture of it. Yeah, of the yeah. alligator because he's kind of cornered in the freaking fast food thing. And what's crazy though is that this incident took place October 11th, and then in December, like. The, the the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission got a credit card receipt and then tracked him down and then issued out a warrant here this past week. And then so he turned like like he found out about it on Facebook. So he's like, here I am, man. I'm not trying to run or hide or anything like that. So that's one thing I think is so crazy about this whole story is that somebody is obviously – I don't know, has an axe to grind and wants to pursue this. To me, it's like, okay, I, I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, well, having lived in Florida and seen gators, even a three-and-a-half-foot gator, I mean, yeah, it can do some damage to you. It could. But, I mean, who pranks by throwing a... I know, that's what I was thinking. They should have put a little cape on them or something. You know, I don't know. Can you imagine throwing a... I love how I love those mothers just trying to explain it away. <laughs> just a prankster i mean it's yeah sir it's an alligator but i mean it's just a prank it was all it's all it was it was a prank man. i don't know dude I don't, I don't know so we put an m80 in your lollipop and it blew your lower jar off he was just a pranking it was nothing there was no malice involved with uh, it it's like uh something from an offspring song or something you know good lord american prankster um, well you know how our uh, our logo for beer i'm engaged is is uh us riding in a radio flyer yeah i'm yep. driving and you're firing a yeah yeah, yeah. awesome Awesome automatic weapon. <laughs> well, we're just having well, some fun, you know. Well, the company Radio Flyer. Uh, uh, don't, don't tell me they're suing us. No. Oh, okay. No, cool. they're not suing us, but they are offering uh, a unique model of transportation for kids. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to play this and see your thoughts on it, okay? Introducing the Tesla Model S for kids. The first and only kids ride-on to use flight speed lithium-ion technology. <laughs> Created by Radio Flyer in collaboration with Tesla, the beautiful design features working headlights, turbine rims, and a premium paint finish with authentic Model S colors. Um, yeah, a Tesla Model S for kids. How fast does this thing go? Well, there's two speeds. <laughs> fast and fast. For inexperienced drivers, there's a three miles per hour speed. Okay. Or you can flip the switch, and uh, for experienced Tesla Model S for kids drivers, 
uh, it will reach a max speed of six miles per hour. <laughs> and you can and you can have it, and it all could be yours for sixty thousand dollars. Well, originally, well, a Tesla Model S starts at sixty nine thousand. Right, I know that's, what that's just to get into one. Right, uh, but no, the Tesla Model S for kids uh, will set you back. F- I think it gets five hundred dollars. Oh, to start. Well, not bad. Five hundred, you know. Come on but, now. Half a grand. Uh, but I'm sorry, this 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 uh commercial is totally geared towards parents. What kid's gonna watch this and be like, Mommy, Daddy, I would love a Tesla Model S for kids. I really thought you were gonna tell me that the Radio Flyer made a military version of the Radio Flyer and it has features machine guns or something that like that. That would be badass. <laughs> That's what I thought you were going with this. Oh, that man. would be badass. A, oh, yeah, mil spec, <laughs> mil spec, mil spec radio flyer. with stencils and everything else. You know, with a yeah, totally <laughs> ex- expandable rail system. <laughs> rail systems. Yeah. Oh man, what do you say to that? Huh? I don't know. I I I, I can I can uh, follow with a a cat that's been missing for more than a year in uh, Totten, England, and he was finally found uh, last week, and. He was living and dining inside a pet food warehouse. <laughs> so the workers at this Kennelgate Pet Superstore in the warehouse near near Stapleton, um, they've been trying to catch the culprit <laughs> after they spotted evidence of a cat living among the stacked boxes of food. And this cat is a Norwegian forest cat named Clive, and he was uh, finally captured. And, and the thing is, he's been missing for 14 months <laughs> From the owner or whatever, and the, the, the Clive's owner Tanya, she says she goes. She assumed that you know he was just nine months old when he went missing. That you know somebody else must have took him. He had a new owner. That's what she assumed. But she's pleasantly surprised. And she was also she couldn't believe how fat he was. Really, <laughs> cat food store. And yeah, this is a story you didn't get to last week. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. just like, I was like, wow, man. So cat disappears. Owner's looking for lost cat. Yeah, cats hold up in a. Pet food warehouse. <laughs> yeah. Dining on, do they know, do they give you the info? Cat, no, they just said cat food. Cat food. Just, yeah, stacked boxes of food. So he's tearing through these boxes, you know. Can you, oh, can he's you, living large. Can man. you Can you imagine? You're like, holy shit, we got some serious rats in here, right? Because would you think it's a cat? No, you're thinking, <laughs> holy crap, raton, raton, you know, like, look at the size of the meow, hole. Meow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. That'd be like Garfield uh, <laughs> yeah. getting lost in a pizza factory. Yeah, exactly. You know? Wow. All nuts. Right. Nuts, man. So that was a big pussy. <laughs> it's one fat pussy. Uh, Yeah. Well, it happens. Oh, man. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still hung up on the alligator. You're throwing an alligator through a freaking drive-thru. I'm window. hung up on that mom. <laughs> He's just a prankster. He wouldn't hurt a fly. You'd throw an alligator at a fly, but he wouldn't hurt the fly. Just hit you with an alligator. Oh, good Lord. Well, get all the information and more. See photos. Watch the videos of what we shared here on a Beer I'm Engaged today. Just uh, go to the show notes. And if you're listening on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, doesn't matter. If any of those avenues have a rate and review like iTunes or Stitcher, please do so. Spread the word and help us have uh, even more of an impact here with Beer Army. And thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget the back catalog at beerarmy.org and remember rounds out Beer Army Radio